Hello. Yay, we started. Wow. <laughs> this has been uh, pretty intense getting this started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's okay. We're here now. How are you doing, man? I'm okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm great, cool. actually, considering like my back has been yeah, yeah, I don't know, I know. broken for the past three weeks. How about yeah. you? How's it going? Nothing with a broken bone, brothers, remember? <laughs> <laughs> My, yeah, I know. Right? It's uh, yeah, it's it's. I've started rehab now, and uh, so so you know, it does seem to be like you know, my my knee gets like tired just pressing towels now, apparently, which is how you know you begin rehab and stuff. But uh, it's it's on the road to recovery, so I think that's good. You know, good. It's the best that we can hope for, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, is Jay? I thought Jay was going to be part of this conversation. Is he not on? Yeah. No, no, it seems it oh. seems he just wants to do this part. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well yeah. Chase Chase in the studio. Yeah, he's Chase like he's like uh, the godfather. Movie. He has the strings. He holds the strings. <laughs> See? Okay. It's but, just uh, you and me. All yeah. Right. We're cool. just gonna shoot the shit for some time. <laughs> we don't so, do enough of that. So now we've had to create a property to do it. You see what it is? Well, we may as well we may as well like get some entertainment value out of out of uh, right. you know all of our <laughs> yeah. well because we're always musing we're always musing about you know what as broader uh, dynamics Than you know in, in the market right. and in crypto and but also like you know sociologically I guess too and yeah. and yeah. geopolitically we're always talking about these issues yeah let's know, do every, one thing every let week me, let right? me... Yeah. yeah, let me do a little intro to this thing so that then we can go back to this topic because it's interesting, I think, you know. Yeah. So, uh, like, this part will just cut out or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'll just I'll just give it, like, a 10-second intro or whatever, right? I think we should keep uh, it in. It's super authentic. Like, keep it. Keep all the warts and all the pimples. Like, wow. Keep it all in. Sure. Yeah. Super, all right. super authentic. <laughs> let, me, let me at least give this a attempt at, at some kind of professionalism so let me just say uh hi everybody uh clearly we've already started the first episode of the most important thing podcast uh this is basically dylan's brainchild because like he was saying earlier you know we we muse a lot in general on a on a philosophical level about where the space is headed um and things beyond that are headed really where society is headed right uh and i think so i just got done doing that uh that cohort-based course right in india for the for the web3 education thing was three weeks right and one of the things even in that one of the things i found very interesting was uh because i was speaking to an audience that was not web3 native so i was being very careful about speaking in a way that they could hear me right Mm -hmm. and so so and i think that's a good point to start here is that well i was presenting i eventually realized three weeks in that what i had been asking them to see was that technology changes business models and that's all. It's just the internet changed the way business was done. And now if the internet changes fundamentally again, uh, then business will change again. And that's really what we're talking about, you know. Uh, so again, and it mm-hmm. obviously had these like philosophical layers and sociological layers, like you said, you know. So I think that's a good point to start. I think this, this is the kind of stuff that we're going to cover in this podcast. I don't think it's going to be very uh, formal right it's it's more no, like muse, musings on web3 <laughs> yeah more like web3 musings or something yeah and you know like anybody who's listening in or watching uh, you know give us uh, 
it's, it's it is very informal it's casual but you know give us a little of leeway as it's our inaugural uh podcast right. despite you know it the the like hi- hyperbolic title uh, of the podcast the most important thing um yeah but yeah but yeah i think that's a dog titled, <laughs> I, I yeah i think you titled it right and i think uh, that you came up with that title if i recall yeah, i'm pretty I sure think- you did <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think, yeah, I don't I, know. I, think you, I, I think honestly don't remember. I think you did. Yeah. Um, cool. I, like the, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying that that basically uh, when we had been brainstorming about okay, let's do a podcast and we can you know what can we bring to the to the space, right? Um, I, I I had find I I had found it interesting that we can give a builder's perspective, but also uh, in a way that tells people why they should listen like not Mm. other builders right like not everybody's a dev not everybody cares so to speak right and so this word what's important kept coming up and i i feel like that's how we kind of stumbled upon this idea that hey let's just take out all the other noise and say what's the most important thing like for example you know it's not if i mean i don't want to dive into identity right away but it's not really identity it's not is dates better is vcs better is sbts better you know it's the personal sovereignty of a like of a human on the net mm-hmm. that's what's imp- mm-hmm. so like we take away all the other noisy pieces not really mm-hmm. talk about them in this uh sort of like ambit or at this spot right so i i thought it was a good title and then yes like you said it's it's also a little ambitious like hey can we become the most important podcast you know that's being made about web3 let's see i mean it's a long journey to take though right yeah i mean i i guess i felt like it was a really good title for the podcast because we're typically searching for what we think is the most important thing as, you know, as pe- like people who are getting into podcasts or, and especially if they're um, ones that are sort of blockchain oriented or crypto oriented, they're sort of searching for what they think is sort of some of the more fundamental things to know. Yeah. I guess this is a sitting above and beyond the, you know, speculative type of uh, podcasts and, um, you know, pump yeah, signals yeah. and all that stuff. But um, yeah, yeah I mean, you know, obviously, I totally agree with with the idea that um, at its base, uh, this this sense of personal sovereignty uh, of the individual in the milieu of being in this sort of like uh, matured Web two context where we've sort of built out all these really platform, all these really great. I I think we can argue it's arguable these platforms that exist now are pretty great like they're the ui and the yeah. ux it's like fun it works like tiktok is awesome um you know instagram wow. kind of awesome i mean I, you know like a lot of like okay so you're i know you're incredulous hearing that from me because i'm usually arguing <laughs> the, the exact opposite but i mean in terms of the experience right it's it's great yeah. like people get a lot of value out of this and i yeah. think that i think that like <clears throat> coming back to your point about really it's kind of like personal sovereignty being at the heart of this is that that that's indeed what's sort of like missing in that web two context, because, you know, it's sort of like, it's like personal creativity masquerading as personal sovereignty. Right. So this idea that you can content create, you know, have a lot of influence and then, but you, you actually don't really have true, um, sovereignty or control over yeah, you don't have ownership. that yeah, content yeah. At, at, at the end of the day, right? Because of technical yeah. issues uh, uh, yeah. that that we have, right? It, and so, um, yeah, man, I think like, 
I, I think a lot of these things will get solved uh, as time goes yeah. on. Uh, I know. I, I, I get what you mean too. I get what yeah. you mean by, uh, you know, there's a funny story from quite a few years ago, actually, you know, just after I had put my book out, right. I was trying to market myself on a $0 marketing budget, trying to just growth hack basically. Right. So I kept making like YouTube videos or little like articles on medium, long articles, right. About the internet and what it was doing to us and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was already kind of critiquing say Facebook and, and, you know, all of these little things that we kept finding, you know, now obviously this has matured into this whole movement called Web3 or whatever, right? But the idea that, hey, the the ownership is missing or there's censorship or there are like these pieces that we disagree with and we hyper fixate on those, right? But I get what you mean is that, well, that platform didn't exist for us. So it's like, mm -hmm. well, at least you get to create whatever you want now, right? Like, yeah. You know, for example, if we, yeah. you know, if we take the historical context of like, you couldn't even buy a book. There was a time, not a long time ago, when if you weren't very, very wealthy, just information was scarce, right? Mm -hmm. And then forget creation. So like in, in creations now come in. So while it makes sense for us to go, hey, here's the pieces that are missing now and let's solve them. We should, I think you're right, have like more of a appreciative sort of approach to, you know, like where the situation is right now is still pretty great. You know, uh, we do at least have a possible place for all the minds on earth to meet you know on mm -hmm. this thing called the internet and then that didn't exist before at all so i i like that it's actually some one of the things that i appreciate about uh some builders in the space is that they're not just blatant critics you know and you definitely fall in that category as well it's like you understand that there is a lot of positivity to web 2 it's not like it's all oh god this you know so well yeah I like, like I think a lot of people forget that, you know, 15 years ago, or I guess maybe a little longer, I mean, we didn't really have access to um, certainly young people, not only they don't even forget, they just never lived it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. but, 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 you know, people of my age or older um, understand that, you know, one of the, there were really only a, a few, like two, maybe three ways to access, you know, information. One was like your network. Right. So you'd have to yeah. literally ask people, take notes, um, like go to the library. Right. right? Um, and I, am I missing one? I feel like I had three, but I don't know. Just the newspaper, the radio, you know, that yeah, basically, or, or, like yeah, I said, right. you know, it's like centralized spots of information transfer. And like I said, so it's like, so this is something I covered in the course as well, right? It's initially it was only consumption. And even that was so limited, like you couldn't even find data to consume to begin mm -hmm. with, right? And then creation is a whole different thing. Like if you have something yeah. to say in the world, you got to find a publisher, write a whole book. There's a bunch of rules and all of those things, right? So it's like from that to here is quite a lot of progress, actually. You know, I can't remember how old you are, but I think you're like what ten years younger than me or something. Wow. I mean, you don't you have to say it on, on the, the podcast, <laughs> but okay, whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna be 42 nah. in a few days. I, whatever. Wow. I'll, I'll, Dude, I'll, you're old. I'll, I'll put that. <laughs> I'm old. I know. <laughs> but yeah, no i'm 29 i'm 29 okay okay so yeah like i don't know like did did you did you experience like okay so you're 29 so i guess like when you were a teenager did you feel mm -hmm. and i guess i would have been in my 20s i re i do mm -hmm. remember kind like of I like i now <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you are now. <laughs> this I is do, I do remember, uh, I do remember mm -hmm. like this feeling of like, wow, like everything's at my fingertips. Like, did you, and it wasn't sort of before, like, did you have 
I don't know. Like, did you have any experience like evolving just, uh, or not like, did you have any, mm. like looking back, I get what you mean. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, did you feel like yeah. things were changing and do you feel like, I mean, I, I can tell I, you some of my viewpoints on this, but like, do you feel like yeah, do that. any similar I, feelings I'll tell you, now? Like, yeah, do, do that. I'll, I'll tell you where it hit me. And like, I think my generation was I, I remember the first time you had a high five come up and then so Yahoo Messenger, yeah, right? I remember the chatting five, yeah. thing. So basically social behavior moving online was the thing for my yeah. generation. Yeah, where yeah. People were like, hey, this is fucking different, right? This is this yeah, yeah. new thing. And then Orkut came in and that blew the brains of everybody out. It was like, wow, this is amazing, you know, because that was the first most popular sort of like there's a public profile, people are writing stuff. There was, I remember there's like a scrapbook or something like that, right? So I think to, to us, uh, having information was kind of a given. But mm-hmm. social interaction moving online, that was really, I remember yeah. properly experiencing, like you said, you know, like feeling like, hey, this is different. And, then, and, it, and it's great. We loved it too, you know. Obviously, uh, a lot of the stuff that happened like later on, I mean, people, it's it's the same even with the Facebook story, right? People forget that for like, say, the first five, six, ten years, everybody loved Facebook. Well, That's before Facebook, there, got, right? there was MySpace. And I actually yeah. loved, I loved MySpace. And I remember in the initial days uh, of my, MySpace was super popular. I don't know, it was like right. two or three years before Facebook. And then it sort of like all went over to Facebook. MySpace was really yeah. interesting. Um, opposed to Facebook because you could customize your, it was yeah, like, you I got remember, your own you sort of You put your music, page. you know, that yeah, was the thing that music. used to kill me about my, yeah, that was great. And if you were, yeah. and if you were really sophisticated, well, relatively sophisticated, you could search <laughs> for, you could search for like the, the code um, that you could insert mm-hmm. into, like you would insert like uh, yeah, actual yeah, yeah. like code and then you could customize your page based on code insertions how it would look yeah you're right yeah, yeah. and um yeah and so like just to your point about so like sort of taking i because i like this and i want to like kind of expand on it kind of taking mm-hmm. the social like how how socializing on the internet became this impetus or this like uh uh trigger for um people really like spending time and wanting to build like, right. you know, a MySpace right. profile or start a Facebook thing was because they wanted to connect to, uh, to other people. Right. Right. Um, and so like, I, I, I think there's a, a similar sort of impulse um, mm-hmm. in the rise over the past, you know, 10 years of crypto in a way, because right there's like money came online for the first time is that what you're saying because that's yeah and so and so you had like so so sociality i guess if you want to call it that or sociability like the ability to socialize on the internet and now you have Mm -hmm. the ability to transmit monet essentially monetary value financial value on the internet right so i can i can send you bitcoin you can send me it back and it's not like that that didn't no, it, no, it, it, it's not like it didn't exist because there right. were good yeah, ways yeah. to there were already ways to i think in 2015 2016 by then um to do e-transfers and stuff like that so yeah. but but there was um i don't know what point i'm trying to get to i, 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 I guess, I'll, I'll add to this I, you know what yeah, I think? yeah maybe. i think that you're missing one piece it's not just monetary value there's also, you know how people become insane football team fans? Like, yeah. 
Arsenal and Man U fans are just like damn near kill each other, right? Yeah. Uh, there's an element of that. So it's not monetary value, it's tokens. And so when it's tokens, what happens is uh, you and I, when we're supporting the same token, it's a little bit of that has a social angle to it. So the, it is monetary yeah. value underlying it, but there's yeah. also uh, this making of a new unit that uh, you know, I feel very comfortable trading back and forth sovereign in a sovereign fashion because nobody's like looking over my shoulder and so on and so forth. But it also allows these little communities to form where they're all sort of supporting the same thing. And I think that is like it's some of that social element into money, and then you put that on the net, so it's global all of a sudden. And that's what we're looking at, you know. And I think uh, do you think people keep saying it's uh-huh. no? Go ahead. Sorry. I was saying people keep saying it's speculative, right? And I mean, it is, sure, you know. But I think uh, if you sort of distilled all of that mist a little bit, one piece you would find is that people are right now uh, in a very fragmented world where they're actually looking for any and every kind of community, you know. Harkening mm. uh, back to those earlier days, right? One of the things I have still missed the most about that initial phase of Web 2 or whatever you want to call it is on Yahoo Messenger, you could actually join communities based on interest. And you could actually meet that. new people and, and chat with them. That was the coolest thing. And it just completely vanished, you know. So in very uh, roundabout, twisted ways, uh, and of course, there's like projects being built and layers atop and beneath it. But my point is, it's monetary value, but it's also community. And they're tied together in a token. And I think that mm-hmm. is is why, you know. So anyway, you you you, you were saying something. Yeah, because I, I had the thought that, like, as Bitcoin and then Ethereum and then, you know, crypto in general, blockchain in general, and, and tokens in general sort of have been growing. And to your point about, you know, like having this sort of community plus value basis, it's like, yeah, I, I, I had the thought that it's not so it, it, it's speculation is part of it certainly mm, uh, yes, as a exactly. motivation to you know like to i want to i want to do well right like i want to do well i want to i want to be ahead of everybody else and i'm going to speculate yeah. that this is the right bet to make and indeed you know when i in early days for me in this space um right. you know in 2014 or so i had that thought about ethereum and i was like this could be a big thing and so i stuck with it <laughs> yeah um but like, but like I was think I had this thought that um, what is happening around the world is that a parallel value system is yeah. like building, developing, and evolving. Emerging. That's emerging, that yeah. emerging. Thank you, or nascent, and it sits and it sits and it uh, in parallel with the 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 longstanding financial systems that we have, you know, ar- right. around the world, right? Um, yeah. And I think that that is in part uh, because we, I think humanity kind of needs that option to have s- stateless right. money um, and, and uh, or, or options that don't have anything to do with, you know, a state's issue, issuance of fiat currency. I think that that's definitely a big thing, um, kind of like in, in the development mm. of crypto and blockchain. Uh, so I, right. I just had that thought of just that single phrase of parallel value systems and yeah, um, yeah. Wondering what okay, you think about that phrase. Yeah, let's let's take it. I, I think it's uh, funnily enough, you know, uh, 
let's take it to like the sociological side for a second, right? And and so then what we're saying is, well, there isn't any two-party system for money, right? Mm. And I mean, obviously, yeah. the the two-party system in within democracy itself, you can argue, and generally, I argue against it because it's mostly a false choice. But regardless, in this case, we can say that well, what's essentially happened over the past say 100 the the end of the second world war and, and sort of the consolidation later on right uh became this is money this is how it works this is government this is how it works and and sort of the entire world kind of accepted it and now that cracks in the system start to come up what happens when a parallel value system starts to emerge is now suddenly a dialectic conversation starts again and so right. so you know uh i was i was uh reading a bunch of stuff by Visa today. I mean, I even shared some stuff from the NFT 300, right? Uh, it's interesting to watch Visa dive so deeply into DeFi now. Mm-hmm. That's only happened because DeFi got to where it got to, BTC got to where it got to, right? And and all of these factors have played a role. Like, like for example, you know, that earlier piece I was talking to about community plus value, no better example than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is practically mm-hmm. speaking a religion, you know, like, I mean, for anybody yeah. who's like a you know, like my novelistic background, anybody like my philosophical side of me reads Bitcoin as a religion. And so that's like, it's a whole other thing, right? But regardless, today it come and that's like, it's questionable if that's a good or bad thing. I don't even know if, if that can be answered that easily because clearly it's needed and that's what's coming up, right? But my point being, because this parallel system has emerged, the net is now in a state of tension where at least what's not going to happen is the guy renames it to Meta and just makes a wall garden without anybody saying anything. That can't happen now. You know, and mm-hmm. similarly, Visa can't just be like, hey, you know what, crypto's a scam, boom, that's it. When you right. realize the tech is that much more efficient and that much more powerful than whatever the hell you've been doing, right? Then you will have to start utilizing at least the tech side of it. And so I think there's a philosophical dialectic that has begun where it's like, well, uh, remember we were watching that the Google event or what it was, right? And then it was like, hey, de-identifying data all of a sudden by Google mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they understand this movement's on the side. And so yeah. it's not going to, you know, uh, there's going to be some some clashes. So I think it's very important because that's the kind of thing that gives things direction uh, that's philosophically uh, oriented and not just, uh, you know, that theory of like, we just have to maximize returns for shareholders. I think that's a very old stale theory and it's, time it was discarded you know and mm-hmm. i think that's what this this movement of defi I, I think that's cool if i had to say what the most important thing today is i think it's defi for our space in the sense that that's where the value gets locked that's where most of the users are right now you know and mm-hmm. uh, i mean not to suddenly start plugging but that's why one of the things i have been most excited about this entire time we've been building nft3 right is end credit because especially now in the bear market by the way because now we realize you the most important thing right now for the space is something that can revitalize interest and confidence in DeFi. And so, you know, if, a, if an end credit comes out and then suddenly credit loans come into DeFi for the first time, that's a massive move, you know. Um, and I think the development and growth of that parallel economy or value system, however you want to look into it, right? It's not mm-hmm, just an economy. Mm-hmm. because It's also a voting yeah. system. That's very important, right? So there's also a, go- a parallel format of governance, right? I'm very excited to see what DAOs do in the future, but I think right now it's DeFi. And so that's why I think our focus on end credit as a product, you know, uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, agreed. There are two, I want to talk about end credit uh-huh. um, as we tie uh, sure, this sure, up. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. before that, um, 
when you were talking about Bitcoin and almost like mm-hmm. religion, it made me think a lot about one of the arguments uh, that Yuval Noah Harari put forward. I think it was in the in the second book uh, that he mm-hmm. wrote, Homo Deus. And mm-hmm. he's talking about how like in our in, in the modern age, our our modern sort of like, you know, uh, I guess, profits, if you will, are yeah, our tech, are our tech CEOs, right? Like Silicon, he's like Silicon Valley is a religion, mm-hmm. right? And so we, we end up sort of following um, these new uh, kind of like, av- the, I guess he was making the argument that like, we, we have as much respect uh, for current like business and tech titans these days right, right. as we did well, maybe respect, but adulation, uh, admiration, whatever, as we did for prophets in, you know, yeah. in previous religious yeah. prophets in previous ages, yeah. who, because these religious prophets would say, come to the, this is going to be, this is the vision of what the world yeah. would be, right? Hmm. And that's at the heart of, of, you know, of this, the vision of what the world could be. And a lot of these, um, right. you know, tech CEOs of which, you know, are, they have said that, I guess we are, so. yeah, right. Um, but yeah. it's interesting because like, mm-hmm. you know, you have that, I feel like that religious component actually does play quite a bit of like psychologically or sociologically does play quite a bit of a role because a lot of people come into crypto, um, especially during bulls, bull markets, but even during bear markets too. But the idea that, you know, that there's good, this vision of something better that could, that, that could be possible, right? right? And we and indeed we have all these figures in our space. We've got yeah. these figures that become vaunted figures like um, right. uh, CZ, Gavin, um, yeah. uh, Gav, uh, Gavin Wood, um, yeah. Vitalik sure. is Vitalik, Vitalik is yeah. like yeah. has this prophet like status, you know. And we have <laughs> and and S- Satoshi Nakamoto is almost like God, He's obviously you know, because yeah, yeah, un- right. unnamed. We don't know who he is. Or yeah, they yeah, are yeah. rather, um, and yeah. uh, and so I had this. I, I just wanted to like kind of like touch on that, and yeah. um, and then about the credit. I mean, end credit. I think if if we end up giving it that product name, which I think we will. Um, sure, that's really, been our. Think, oh, for anybody watching, that's been our like name for it so far. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's we're working on it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I. Recently, I started, you know, I, I, I was thinking about how uh, having a credit risk or worthiness uh, based in a pseudonym, a pseudonymous sort of identity is really important because there are some real problems with, with DeFi, um, especially yeah. with yield and over collateralization and the pro cyclicality of, of that whole situation. Because what happens is... Um, and just for those uh, who are wondering what pro cyclicality means, it just means that um, if the the dynamics of whatever cycle that you're in are are sort of pushed forward or magnified. Um, so in DeFi, if you're in a bull market, um, you know things are sort of like easier, right? There's more there's more, there's more room for uh, appetite for lending. Um, there's more the uh, the risk taking the, the, the becomes less because everything's going up, right? Um, and so more people pile in. Conversely, in a bear market, that that pro is going on the other uh, end of the spectrum. And so um, 
not having a ba- not having a basis to either equally collateralize or under collateralize loan arrangements because yeah. and and again and I'll just back up we and the reason why there's over collateralization in DeFi is because we we can't identify no people yeah. right we, and identification of people is at the heart of credit risk and worthiness exactly. uh, yeah. assessing that um, and and this is a real tension because it's like well you know, a lot of people would argue, well, DeFi is great because we don't identify yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. No, but we, you know, and, I th- true. Yeah. and I think we, I, I feel and we feel um, that we can have the best of both worlds exactly, via, exactly. via, you know, decentralized identifiers and sort of packing in onto a decentralized identifier and having a, an attestation, you know, on the back end that says, hey, this person's a real person. We don't have to give out their personal identifiable information, but this mm. this uh, verifiable uh, credential attester, whether it be the government of India or whether it be a KYC provider, um, is saying we attest that you know this person is a real person. Here's the handshake to prove yeah. it. Because when they signed up, they provided their decentralized identifier. And we did this little blah blah blah, blah. Um, and that's actually going to be really important because what it can do is not only bolster or trigger a further a, a new bull market potentially but it will also right. mean that the volatility inherent in DeFi will start to erode right. and we'll start to yeah. have a more stable basis of giving out you know um, yeah. uh, giving out loans uh, so you i think know, that that's really really important i, I want to ask you this question there was a very sort of uh, orthogonal way i was looking at it you know, recently, it was it was almost funny. I had never thought of it that way. But think about flash loans for a second, right? Uh, and the fact that, well, flash loans are used for a bunch of things, but also mostly hacks, right? Because mm. you have because it's the one transaction thing and so on and so forth, right? Uh, the the difficulty of like, I mean, by difficulty, I mean the technical difficulty for the lay user to get a flash loan. And then what the hell do I do with it? There isn't actually much I can do with it if I'm not, you know, attacking something or I need the capital for a very short time, then I can return it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking, well, that's not a real user's loan. Like who needs a loan for like uh, a second. Right. And so, so, so a flash loan is great. Um, it, it fulfills a purpose, but it's like building a very intricate and difficult game at the top floor of a tar that not many people climb. You know, mm-hmm. for those people That's who do it, it's great and very useful. You know, but for everybody else, it's like, well, what the hell even is it? Uh, if I was yeah. if I was not in Web three, I would go. Well, that's a useless thing to me. Uh, to me, what could be useful was if I could genuinely get a loan, and by that I mean a credit based loan. That's the only kind of loan that the lay user will go. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, okay, collateralization. Sure, there's a collateral based loan, but again, we understand that cryptocurrencies themselves are volatile. So when we bring credit into the picture, that mm-hmm. I think will be the closest to a real world loan that a real world user will understand, you know, and that was just, it was a, I was just musing about it. Like, Hey, that's, it should be, and you're right. It should then uh, bring in people who are probably unbanked. And there's a lot of the world that is right. Uh, who are mm-hmm. getting credit for the first time. And so that means millions of new users coming in, um, if it's via this format, then that means a new bull run pretty much in a guaranteed fashion, doesn't it? I mean, I'm not yeah, making I mean, it here's, easier, but it would make sense, you know. I would like to actually make a bold claim, which is that 
um, <laughs> if if I think I I think if we figure if we figure out decentralized identity, um, in in and and we figure out credit via right. you know decentralized identity, I actually think that um, I don't see much use for banks. Um, I see them the same way that like if we figured out email. You know, it's not like right. it's not like mail went away, but that's a there fantastic really analogy. Though. Great, there wasn't yeah. much use for it, right? I mean, yeah. when I can yeah. when I can hold my money in a wallet, um, or I can yeah. get credit, or I can, you know, the major the major the major functions of a bank are to keep your money yeah. keep your money safe, right, and mm. to lend you money. Those are like yeah. I think the two major functions unless i'm missing yeah. something I, don't, I probably am but um <laughs> but like yeah. those are like it and so if you can satisfy those two things um yeah yeah with these new uh technologies then it's done right like it's it's like you know what i, I and i i think that that's that's probably going to be the case you know um so anyway uh let's see we are yeah. at a little over our time we try to keep this to mm -hmm. about 30 minutes yeah. So, uh, do you have any last thoughts? Yeah, I do. I do. It's going to okay. be funny because uh, I love the analogy you made with the post office and email, right? So let's. Yeah. I mean, let's just again. We we went in deep. It's a not bit a bad that, analogy because you know? it's physical it's a great things analogy. versus virtual yeah. things, right? Like and and yeah. the other thing still exists. It's yeah. not going to die. So that that whole argument, I always think, is just useless. Of like, hey, do you think it's going to kill everything? And then, no. But it's not going to yeah, die. Yeah, post either, offices right? don't didn't post offices didn't go away, and yeah, I don't think you know, so physical banks will are not going to go, go away. Either, but it's but just this it's other thing is going to probably similar, really be good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a similar evolution. Wanna, like, like no yeah, one's going to say like no one's going to say like can you wire transfer me in ten years? Yeah, I really don't yeah. think so. Like they're going to be and like then, and, oh, and then like wait yeah. for ten days and get half the money cut off in the middle. Although it'll still although it'll still happen because. For whatever reason, yeah. like just like we still send some letters here and there, you know. Sure, sure, um, sure. You know. But yeah, yeah. So the the last thing I think I would like to leave our viewers or listeners with, you know, is this uh, story by Jerry Seinfeld that I really, really love. I don't know which special of his uh, this is from, but it's about the post office because he makes fun of uh, just the inefficiency and you know the meltdown they have every few years about having to raise the the prices of those the stickers whatever they call them you know uh stamps. my default word coming coming to my mind was tokens because i'm a web3 guy now <laughs> stamps exactly right yeah. and so his point he, he makes a whole joke a 10 minute joke dude you know, your vocabulary joke. is like insane and you're struggling for the words <laughs> I, I gotta check you i don't know i just like... i was just i was just thinking tokens is it tokens <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right, continue. But, continue. Yeah, the, yeah, so he yeah. just he makes this ten-minute incredible series of jokes about the post office versus uh, the efficiency of everything, you know. And in the end, he says, if the post wanted the post office wanted to do something actually useful, you should just open our letters, read them all, and then send them the contents over email. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, it's. I just That's thought it true. would be a nice place to pause this. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't it be the same? Like, if you deposit money in the bank, it'd just be easier yeah. if they're like sent you. They keep the money and then just. I mean, which is sort of like what they do That's in a way already, right? On, because That's yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but now, yeah. I mean, the difference is now we can just sort of like 
send it to each other. Read ourselves. Read um, ourselves, exactly. Big yeah. Difference. Cool. Big difference. Cool. Well, this is great. Uh, this is a great first. Um, yeah. The most important thing podcast with uh, with NFT3. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm happy we did this. Um, I don't have anything too, else to say. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking out the time. We have to do this soon Likewise. again. Likewise. Yep, we will. Cheers, we will. Okay, cheers.